This is another Waiting for Next Year podcast brought to you by Evergreen Podcast. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope. With the earlier, I, it's not too often that we can talk positive Cavs and it doesn't consider a game. And with the earlier trade of James Harden, we were all hoping that the Cavs would be involved in it. A player with some young talent that's, I, I, young talent. I guess it's as easy as that. And when Jared Allen was announced that he was uh, the newest Cleveland Cavalier, I think a lot of us were super excited. And I figured I'd bring on Spencer Davies. If anyone knows about the Cavs, it's Spencer. So there's no one else to go to besides him. So, Spencer, thank you for joining us. And I'm glad we can actually talk positive Cavs news. Of course, Josh, man. I'm glad that you had me on. Like I said uh, before we started this, I've been talking to you for the last couple of years. So it's good to actually connect. Absolutely. All right. So gut instinct, right when you heard, I know Nam and a lot of people were, uh, when they heard that there were a second or a third and fourth team involved in this trade, were you thinking that it was going to be the Cavs? And if it was the Cavs, I figured if it was going to be the Cavs, it'd more be like a salary dump. And they did like second round picks or something. I had, I, I was hoping that it would be Jared Allen coming to Cleveland, but I did not expect that whatsoever. I didn't expect it at all. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, Cleveland's been a facilitator in a lot of these these multi-team uh, deals in the past. So their involvement wouldn't have surprised me. But coming out with two rotational players, one starter uh, for sure in Jared Allen, uh, the, the caliber of player he is, the the type of, of rim running center, rim protector, uh, just that just fits perfectly with the, the Cavaliers timeline. I mean, you couldn't have come out with it better. And then, as I, I tweeted earlier, uh, Torian Prince, uh, he's a decent shooter. Uh, he's got length, uh, and he's a wing that, you know, the Cavs could definitely use as of this moment with all the injuries that they have. Um, but but he he definitely has a defensive potential that can be unlocked by this type of, of coaching staff under J.B. Bickerstaff. So uh, I think, you know, to give up the Milwaukee first-round pick, you know that's going to be in the 20s because Giannis is back there now. And then, uh, you know, Dante Exum, uh, it sucks to see what, what's gone on with his career and how injury uh, injuries have derailed it. But, uh, you know, it, if you came into today saying that Dante Exum and a first-round pick and then a second-round pick as well going to, uh, to Brooklyn from the future, um, and you get back Jared Allen and Torian Prince, I think just about everybody in Cleveland would be like, I'm all aboard. Yeah, I feel like Torian Prince, even though he'll be a solid rotational player for the Cavs, that's probably more of a salary dump because he has, I think he's owed like $12 million next season, and Dante Exum is an expiring. But still, I mean, I still, and Jared Allen is going to be a restricted free agent, but I still cannot believe that the Cavs just got their center of the future, assuming he resigns. I'm assuming the Cavs are expecting that to happen, even though they didn't really give up much, but I don't think they would actually trade for him if they didn't expect to give him the money but i just feel like jared allen is like the perfect he's not only young but he's like the perfect piece to help build around colin sexton darius garland and isaac Okora. but like what like i was saying earlier on our basketballnews.com uh, live stream i feel like this is a move knowing that the type of player that jared allen is it, it somewhat mirrors what andre drummond bring to the table as far as a pick and roll big uh, that can that can really uh, help in an offense, especially with Darius Garland, uh, somebody to to create a two man game with, uh, just in those pick and roll situations, pick and slips, whatever it may be. Uh, Jared Allen, the 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 best way I can describe him is is a bouncy athlete. 
uh, somebody who can really, you know, match up with the, the bigger guys. Um, he's, he's able to laterally move uh, to keep up with those guards and wings that are, are trying to get into the paint and, 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 you know, like basically deter them from getting to the rim. Um, we know how well of a, of a, of a shot blocker that he is. We saw what he did matched up against Rudy Gobert last week and, and essentially dominated the dude. Um, it's just, a again, like it's crazy that the Cavs just kind of snuck in there and grabbed Jared Allen, uh, out of this deal. And, and again, didn't have to give up too much. And I know, yeah, I mean, I still, I'm still in disbelief that the Cavs literally gave up basically nothing. I mean, a first round pick, I guess you could say is something, but with the Milwaukee, it's going to be probably late twenties. I still just can't believe that Jared, they got Jared out. I know we've been talking for, for months. Like the, if you were to, if you could acquire one guy that is actually kind of like a kid that is, it's realistic if you could acquire one guy, Jared Allen had to be like a top five guy that the Cavs could acquire. I know I saw somewhere that he was number one on the Cavs wish list, not as a Cavs team, but like as a fan slash reporter perspective. But he he's just the perfect fit. I don't want to be like too optimistic, but he is literally the perfect fit on both fits, sides of the he, ball. He fits the mold and, you know, uh, saw a lot of people on the timeline, you know, frustrated that the Cavs weren't active very much in free agency this year. Well, they kept all that money and now they're able to invest it in a guy like Jared Allen long-term. And I think that that's what the organization is hoping for. Um, And and, I mean, you're going to see the fit right away. Uh, What I am a little bit, uh, you know, concerned about is how long does Andre Drummond stick around? How long could JaVale McGee stick around. I figure one of the two uh, isn't probably long for Cleveland just because when you have three guys of that caliber uh, at the same position, somebody's going to want to play more than the other. Um, so I don't, I don't know, you know, how soon it'll happen, but, but my gut would tell me, uh, you know, within the week uh, that that would make sense for, for the Cavaliers to make move or, you know, perhaps, you know, JB just goes ahead and, and plays all three of them in the same lineup the way that we've seen that that jumbo lineup go out there uh, in the last week and actually have some pretty solid production. But um, I, I always kind of had a inkling that the, the acquisition of Andre Drummond, yeah, I, you know, long term, it, it would have made sense. But age wise, timeline wise, Jared Allen just fits the bill because I believe he's 22 or 23 years old, something like that. 22. uh, Yeah, exactly. And uh, Drummond was kind of like that trial run. See how Darius Garland and Colin Sexton operate with a big in the paint uh, sitting on the block, you know, when the the spacing's a little bit shrunk. Uh, And, you know, you didn't get that many games of it. Maybe like 10 to 12 games you saw that actually when everyone was healthy together. Uh, But I feel like that was a sample size enough to say, let's throw in a younger center with pretty much a similar skill set as Andre Drummond, maybe a little bit more efficient, maybe a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, you know, taking care of the ball. Um, but, but very similar type of player, uh, especially uh, on the defensive end. So I, I, again, I think that it's a good, good fit, good mix uh, for this mix. And um, I'm sure that they can't wait to see him hit the floor. Yeah, I mean, I know I can't wait, so I'm sure JB and those guys are excited too, especially given the fact that so many guys are injured. To have a healthy young guy in the lineup that's, 
I mean, I guess I mean Andre Drummond and JaVale have been good, but it's it's like a breath of fresh air to have a young guy at center. After yeah, I mean, I love Kevin Love, but he's getting older. You have and then you have Andre and JaVale who are older. I don't know. I'm super excited. I mean, I've I love watching the Cavs this year just because even if they're losing, they're fun and they're competitive. But I'm really excited to see Jared Allen and how he develops and becomes a legitimate starting center. I mean, I, it'll be interesting. I know you said Drummond will probably get traded, but I don't. It'll be interesting to see if they trade him or if they just let him finish out the season. That way, they don't take on any other salary and they have that salary cap space in the offseason. I just, I just don't know how it possibly can work rotation unless you like completely remove JaVale McGee from the rotation or find a home for McGee. Um, I just think one of those or, you know, one of those two big men that the, the Cavs got in the past year, I, I just don't see how they're able to stick around. I don't think that you're going to see, you know, JaVale and, and Andre play in the four anymore. Um, especially now that Torian Prince has been brought into the mix. Uh, he's going to be playing wing, uh, in, in helping, you know, take some of the onus off of that, that unit. Um, but, but it's just, uh, it's difficult to, to know when it's going to happen. But again, I, I just have an inkling that it's going to happen sooner than later. Uh, just one of those two, uh, it just doesn't seem is long for Cleveland. Yeah. And I mean, sooner rather than later. And I think there was some fans were kind of optimistic, like, Hey, Andrew Drummond could possibly sign like a two-year extension to keep him around to keep that window open so he can sign for big money for two years but then he'll be a free agent once guys like Darius Garland and Isaac Okoro possibly sign extensions but I think that is basically all but out the window given that they're gonna have to pay Jared Allen either this offseason or next offseason I mean it's Jared Allen's the future center there's no Andrew Drummond's a great guy he's a great player but there's no point in giving him money when you have a guy like Jared Allen and you don't go out and acquire a guy like Jared Allen to have him come off the bench. It, I mean, I yeah. feel like the organization is going to have plenty of belief in this guy to be that anchor, uh, the man in the middle. Uh, it, it, it's just it creates a, a little bit of a, a rotational issue, which is, again, why I think that it, it's just it's just hard to balance that when, when you have three guys, especially, you know, an NBA champion who, by the way, is given his all this year and, and looked fantastic off of the bench, uh, just bringing the energy blocking shots, deflections, you know, uh, dunks, whatever it may be. And the same goes for Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond's been outstanding this year. And uh, as a veteran leader, uh, has really stepped up in that regard. And we, we, you know, rave over the ability that he has uh, with his quick hands and how him and Larry Nance Jr. are easily one of the best defensive duos in the league right now. Um, but I, I feel like the long-term view came into play here uh, that, Jared Allen is going to be that that guy to to stick around and, and be, you know, again, on the same timeline as Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, whenever Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, comes back into the fold, Dylan Windler, you know, this is a team that's young, but also growing together. And I feel like at this point in their careers, it's a good move to make because they're still it's still embryonic, even even with Jared Allen doing the damage that he's done and Colin Sexton doing the damage that he's done. It's a very, very, you know, early stage in these guys' career that they can develop a chemistry together. And then from there, the team will benefit just as a long term project. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, the Cavs obviously want them to be part of the long term future. 
it's nice to see them get a center that is very good defensively to make up for the lack of size at point guard and shooting guard. Because, I mean, let's be honest, even if Colin Sexton and Darius Garland both become all-stars, which, I mean, both of them doing that is probably insane, but they're super undersized. So to have a center like Jared Allen that you can help build around with that core group and he can help with the even, I mean, offensively he brings a lot, but defensively I think he'll even make a bigger impact just because of he can be a guy where if, uh, two guard that's a lot bigger than Colin Sexton is on. You have Jared Allen down low. I mean, it's. I feel like yeah, you have the you, you have the trees down. Game. You have the trees down low, and yeah. that, that right there, that it, it's making teams want to kick it out. And I mean, you take your chances with the with the perimeter there. Uh, but another aspect of Allen's game that I don't think is talked about enough is when he does cut to the rim and he receives that pass. He doesn't always go up with it. He is really good at finding guys on the outside. Uh, Most specifically, I think the corner shooters, Uh, he's able to fire those in. They're kind of like touch passes uh, from basically the what what I've watched uh, in the Nets uh, offense in the last couple of years is that he's really an unselfish player as well. And and big men, you don't see that too often. Uh, They like to get theirs. You're not going to see Jared Allen getting it in the post. That's I don't think that's going to be, you know, his role. He's going to be somebody in pick and rolls hard rim running to the basket, uh, cleaning up on the offensive glass, just like, you know, the bigs are doing right now for Cleveland. Um, it's a, it's a really solid pickup and a really solid fit. Yeah. And I'm just looking at the stats and numbers. It's interesting to see that basically every key stat Jared Allen has improved on from year to year. And he's basically playing the same amount of minutes. I mean, besides his rookie year where he played 20 minutes, He's at 26.2, 26.5, and then 26.6 this year. But his rebounding keeps going up. His points keep going up. His shooting percentage. If he can continue to develop, he could be a very, very good center. And then and, league and, and, are, Go on, go on. Yeah, no. And I was just going to say, uh, I believe it was uh, Matt Moore of the Action Network that put it out there. But his on-off rating for – the Nets this year is is just uh, it's out of this world. He compared it to DeAndre Jordan, who's going to be their star- starting center now, um, with very little depth, by the way. But uh, he he's making a difference, like fifteen points per possession. They're outscoring the other team, and th- and that's just off of net rating. That's um, crazy. It, it's nuts. Uh, and and I even tweeted that this uh, a couple weeks ago because you know again, no offense to DeAndre Jordan, but. Jared Allen was clearly the better player and the better center. Uh, I said, DeAndre or uh, Jared Allen should be playing 30 minutes a night. And he hasn't yet to this point in his career. This might be the place where he does get that 30 minutes a night. He's averaging 26.6 minutes this year, but he's it's 11.2 points and 10.4 rebounds, 1.7 assists and 1.6 blocks in just 26 minutes. If he can even get 30 or 30, I mean, 35 might be a stretch, but if he can even get low 30s, he can easily be a 15, 13 guy and be super efficient. It's not like he's taking bad shots and bad threes. Mm-hmm. And consistently, too. Th- this is the thing. Like, he's all, he's been in a situation where he's been in the starting lineup and then he's come off of the bench and then he's coming off the bench. He's getting back in the starting lineup. Like, the, 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 the continuity, uh, at least in this year, I think, uh, is is a little was a little holding him back, I guess. Um, and, and that's he didn't hold himself back because anytime he got onto the floor, he made an impact. Uh, but what I saw 
with the Kenny Atkinson version of the Nets when he was the starter, I mean, it was it was wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I literally cannot say it would it would take a lot for me to say something negative about Jerry Allen, and to, I still can't believe that the Cavs were able to get him for a late first round pick, second round pick, and an expiring contract. It's still, and then you also get Prince, who's a solid rotation guy. I mean, he might be a little bit overpaid, but for a Cavs team that just needs guys, he's a perfect. I mean, he's not a perfect fit, but he's a good fit. He's a good fit. He's a he's a decent three point shooter. He's shooting thirty five percent this year. Last year wasn't so good. He was somewhere around thirty three percent. But he is able to get to the free throw line. He he can be aggressive uh, defensively. We've seen some inconsistencies. I know his rookie year, he looked great uh, when he was with the the Atlanta Hawks. Um, and then, you you know, you had some changes in, in that system. But J.B. Bickerstaff and his staff are so keen in onto the, the defensive end. Torian Prince has the length. Uh, he's able to go up and grab your boards. Um, he, I, I feel like this coaching staff is very good for Torian Prince at, at this point of his career to unlock that defensive potential. And at Baylor, you saw it, you saw it when he was a prospect uh, in the, in the big 12, he looked solid and he, he was a really huge piece for that team uh, just as a, as a defensive stopper. Uh, now in this situation, I think in Cleveland, I, I feel like he can get back to that. And also he's not going to have to be depended on as a starter playing a ton and ton of minutes. Uh, but in a, in a bench rotation, I feel like he could be that secondary scorer type uh, that could really help just boost the depth of, of this Cavs team. And that's if he, if he hangs around, I don't know whether or not the, the Cavs have plans to flip him or if, if he'd be, you know, part of another deal down the line. Cause again, we're, we're talking about the p- potential of Andre Drummond or JaVale McGee going elsewhere just because of the, the boatload of bigs they have. But if he sticks around, I feel like it's a good fit for Torian Prince and a pretty sneaky pickup by Kobe Altman. And he's not even, not only a good fit and a good rotation piece, but I feel like for a guy like Isaac Okoro to learn things from Prince, I mean, you can't have too many veterans that rookies or younger guys can learn from. And even if Andre Drummond is around for a week, say two weeks, three weeks, Jared Allen can learn so much in that time too. And I, and Jarrell McGee, I mean, Drummond and McGee, they could be veterans that just don't care about being on a rebuilding team. Let's be honest, especially McGee coming from a championship team, but they're showing energy. They're showing leadership. If they can continue to do that in their time here with Jared Allen and the rookies, they'll get even better. The rookies I'm talking about. And uh, this season's all about development. We know that. It's all about improving. Not really. It's wins and lessons, as we've gone through previous times. But if they can develop and those leaders and veterans help them, I mean, what else can you ask for? Right, right. And that's the locker room presence that I think that the Cavs do appreciate in Andre Drummond and JaVale McGee. There, there's not been one thing sour coming from their end. Uh, even if you look at Kevin Love, there's not been any complaining, any type of, you know, like sometimes uh, in the in the last few seasons, you, you've you've seen reports come out about you know disgruntlement and, and and guys complaining about their their roles not getting enough touches, whoever it may be. And it's not just Cleveland; that's just the NBA in general. But they've been soldiers. They've been sticking it out. They've been giving it their all, uh, and especially in a, a season where the Cavs have lost 
six or seven of their rotational players, including two starters uh, in this first couple of weeks. It's it's admirable that they've done the job they've done. Yeah. And like I said, I'm JB Bickerstaff. I was skeptical about giving him an extension so early on. But if anything has proven since, I mean, last year, we're just going to count out last year just because the bubble and the Cavs weren't involved. But if anything has proven this year, JB is the guy for the job. I mean, I think so, too. Young, I think so too. I, yeah. And you saw it too. Even you say that, you know, you throw out last season, but I'm not even there because, you know, they go five and six before the pandemic hits. They, they win a really good one against the Heat where they came back from like 20 something points down. Uh, they beat the Miami Heat, or I mean, they beat the uh, San Antonio Spurs in a duel where Dejounte Murray and Colin Sexton went at it. Uh, JB is is definitely the man for the job in Cleveland. Uh, I, I think that they're extremely, uh, you know, uh, trustworthy of, of what he brings to the table and his staff, and the, the players can connect with him so well. And, and just because he had, you know, his shots in in Houston and in Memphis. It doesn't mean that this is just a retread. This is a guy that that truly believes in in what he's preaching, and I think that the players are buying into that. And I think you clearly see that. I mean, the Cavs are the second te- best team in defensive rating with the Lakers, which is only ahead of them. It which is, is amazing, considering who they've been putting out there. And that's not a dis- disrespect to any players that have been playing, but considering the lineups they've put out there, considering the types of players they've had out there, front court players you know, having to assume guard roles that that's just insane that they've still competed on the defensive end, the offensive end. Obviously it's going to have to take a hit when you have 60 points out uh, essentially per game uh, with injuries, but the, the defensive end and just the, you know, this is a commonly used word, but the grit and what JB Bickerstaff calls scrappiness uh, is, is really coming through for this team. And it's worked maybe not so much in the wins column, but you can see the, the, the passion that they play with and just the determination to never say die. And that right there, I think is, is the biggest, you know, characteristic characteristic that, that JB can bring to the team and it's worked so far. Yeah. I mean, if you would have told me the last two, well, after the last two years and the Cavs have been one of the worst defensive teams, if you would told me that they'd be one of the best and then, We'll bring it back to today. They just acquired one of the best young defensive centers in the league, and they're a top-five defense right now. Are the Cavs really – I mean, it's weird to say that the Cavs are a legitimate top-three defensive team in the NBA right now. And if you can lean on your defense while these young guys, if Colin Sexton can continue to develop, Garland, Isaac Okoro, lean on your defense while the offensive game is continuing to develop and get gain chemistry, that's all you need. Just play defense – and the offense will come. Exactly. And that's the identity that they've been building. They want to make sure that they defend. That's a, been a huge goal uh, since the pretty much uh, since JB took over. Is just he noticed how how horrible <laughs> the team was defensively, leaving guys open on the perimeter, not closing out properly, overclosing. Uh, you know, it, it helps that Cleveland ended up, you know, getting bigger. Size is huge in this league, uh, especially to just, uh, alter shots to make sure that that uh, easy twos aren't made the way that they've been made in the past and, and the way that they've been able to to just use guys in the paint and and, and get from end to end um I, I think that that is the the identity of this team right now is is defense first 
uh, create turnovers because then that's going to turn into your best offense with easy opportunities. Um, and then you build from there. I mean, the, the half court, it's, it's got, it's going to need work. We know it's going to need work. Uh, but the, the defense first mentality, I think has really seeped in. And, um, that's a great thing. Uh, if you're a Cavs fan. Yeah. I mean, I feel like them getting Jared Allen just kind of proves that their defensive mindset, because he's not only young, he, we've talked about, we talked about the last 20 minutes. He fits the mold, but he's also great defensively. So he fits the mold even more, and, and it shows that their f- whole focus, although Jared Allen is also good and efficient offensively, their whole focus is defense, defense, defense. Yeah, and that started with getting Isaac Okoro in the draft, and then you go and parlay it and and go and acquire Jared Allen. Um, you know, I think that Colin Sexton has really been, you know, like a pit bull uh, defensively when he's been on the court, actually. Um, and, and, you know, Darius Garland's even trying to fight through screens. Uh, again, we've we've talked about how impactful Andre Drummond and Larry Nance Jr. have been just in the deflections department. Larry, I think, still leads the league in steals per game. Uh, so that that's definitely bled through. And I think that that when you see your teammate doing the right thing on the defensive end and and competing his ass off, I think that that kind of motivates the other guys to really step Absolutely. up and give the uh, that effort. It's like lead by example. Like you don't even have to be a leader, just but lead by example. If you're gonna do something, it's easy to have another guy do follow suit. And I feel like that all starts at the top with JB, and he's been great so far. And Kobe Altman proved today. I mean, I've I've been skeptical of Kobe, but he proved today that he's got one heck of a player and didn't really give up much. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, all the people that have complained about that you know, Kyrie Irving trade way back when, uh, you know, a lot of people get on Kobe Altman's case about that, but now you can add another layer to that trade looking down the line. And it includes Jared Allen and Torian Prince. Absolutely. Spencer, any final thoughts? No, man, I'm, I'm glad you had me on This was really fun. I hope we can do it again sometime. And, uh, you know, Got a couple of days before the next Cavs game, uh, Friday against the Knicks. So uh, we'll see if Jared Allen and Torian Prince suit up. Yep. I, I hope they do. I, I feel like Friday, although with COVID, who knows what those things are like, but I feel like Friday. Right, right, right. I also did want to say, too, um, for my work and my colleagues' work on basketballnews.com, please go visit it. We're a startup. We, we started about six months ago, uh, but we have amazing player-driven content on there. Uh, articles, film breakdowns by Nikias Duncan. Uh, we do live streams every once in a while uh, on our Twitter page. So make sure to follow us uh, at Basketball News on Twitter and Facebook, and then uh, be sure to visit basketballnews.com. Yeah. The, if you want to go to site for Basketball News, literally, basketballnews.com. It's in the name. And, it's in the name. <laughs> and every time, like today, I know you guys just did a live stream. And that was really every time there's like a, something major, I feel like if it's a trade or something, they always go live. So, yeah, go follow them on Twitter. Go follow Spencer and those guys on Twitter. They're great. But, yeah, Cavs just acquired Jared Allen. Didn't really give up much. And thanks for joining us, Spencer. Appreciate it. Of course. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. 
You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.